Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back with another episode of the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. I am Jay York Football. This is Miked Up Sports One. Make sure you check out our interview with new Steeler, University of Wisconsin linebacker, Nick Herbig. It's out now, so make sure you check that out. But we have a different type of guest on today, a stats guy, and he's going to break down all things Steelers here on the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. Sammy, take it to the end zone. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Harris Smith shields. Flacco Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Yeah, you said a different type of guest. Who knows? We don't know if this guy played linebacker back in the day. Maybe it's a similar type of guest to Nick Herbig, but we are really excited to bring in a guy that you know from Twitter, of course. Big part of what the Steelers you know, do in terms of uh, relevancy just on, on social media and whatnot. So really excited. He is football editor over at The Score. You can find him at Stats Guy Daniel. It's none other than Daniel Valente. Daniel Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. Um, have to let you guys know, unfortunately, I did not play linebacker back in the day. Uh, <laughs> just never was tall or big enough for it. Probably would have got crushed. But All right, we can cross that off. We were uh, just leaving I, I the window know. open. We just had to confirm it once we brought you on. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you. Like I said, a lot of people know you as the stats guy, but you're a really well-rounded Steelers analyst. So Listen, Daniel, we've got all the draft grades from all the uh, publications, of course. Uh, I think we can all say at this point the Steelers fared fairly well. But let's get your draft grade. What are you giving them? Uh, so we actually gave him, I gave him an A+, which is, you know, very rare. I don't think uh, I've ever walked away from a Steelers draft saying, like, this is amazing, you know, especially right off the bat. Um, I was saying, too, you know, I'm so used to, even I think you can see this universally around, you know, other publications, uh, people's analysis and pundits where you look back in two to three years at Steelers drafts and then you go, wow, they found this guy, this guy, you know, and looking back, A+. plus. It's, it's never been where, you know, they finished the draft and we're like, wow, they got such incredible value and such great picks. Now, obviously, they have to put it out on the field first before, but, uh, you know, it's very, it would be almost impossible to come away from what they did and be disappointed. You mentioned value for you. 
Who's the best value pick? A lot to pick from, of course. A lot of people, you know, saying Corey Trice in the seventh round, absolute steal. I think you can make an argument for Herbig. Obviously, Darnell Washington. If you had to pick one specifically, best value pick. Uh, I think it's going to be Joey Porter Jr. for me. Nice. Because, you know, so many people had it was either, you know, it was either had to be Joey Porter Jr. or Broderick Jones slash any offensive tackle in round one. And the Steelers came away with it with both, you know, and they, the way it worked out was actually uh, just so picture perfect almost. What are your thoughts on Omar Khan's ability to maneuver in his first draft as general manager? I mean, moving up, obviously – with the Jets, uh, excuse me, to get ahead of the Jets, uh, a savvy move. But I thought moving back in round three uh, and then ultimately still getting Darnell Washington might have been uh, the, the crown jewel for me. Uh, I think it just shows just, you know, not only how aggressive he can be, but also just how flexible he is. And uh, it's uh, at times very rare for an organization with like the Steelers who like to do things a certain a certain way they have certain philosophies but i think you know we're starting to see some new blood like omar khan and you know starting to see how he does things and it's very clear through his first offseason his first draft that you know he, he's a he's not afraid to wheel and deal and do what he has to do you know if that means being aggressive and filling a need he'll do that if that means oh you know we have we still have a couple more needs and only have this much draft capital left i'm not afraid to you know move back maybe we miss out on the guy we want but you know it's going to allow us to plug more holes we're hanging out with Daniel Valente here on the Sick Podcast. Steelers, crazy, breaking down all things Steelers offseason as we head towards a schedule release coming out here pretty soon. Everybody excited about that. All right, I'm going to hit you with one more draft question before we turn it over to Jordan here. You know, everybody is pretty familiar with the Steelers, our show, uh, knows the big names at this point, Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr. Tell us about some of those late-round guys. Uh, and maybe some undrafted free agents that you think could make an impact uh, someday? Uh, you know, I think Herbig's a guy who, you know, he's, I think he's maybe someone who will need some time in development, but, you know, I think he's, there's easy to see a role where, you know, he starts out on special teams, starts to carve a name out for himself, and eventually that ends up with something. Corey Trice is another one, another good late, ra- uh, late round guy where, you know, he's almost like Joey Porter Jr. in a way, which kind of fits the mold of what Steelers kind of want in corners, you know, tall, lengthy, able to play press man. And I, I think that's another guy where, you know, hopefully, you know, health is on his side and, you know, potentially there's a role for him at some point here in the near, in, you know, maybe not the near future, but in the future sometime. So those are like two guys who I think, uh, you know, who I've most penciled in. Definitely. So let's uh, move the Steelers free agency. What was the biggest surprise to you? Uh, I think it had to be just, you know, how much they, they spent on the O-line there and, you know, just, again, how aggressive they were. And, you know, Isaac's, uh, Isaac Simaleu, uh, the other her big brother there, and it was uh, a very clear, you know, the Steelers went into this offseason it felt like saying, listen, we drafted our franchise guy or the guy we hoped to be our franchise guy last year in Kenny Pickett. Now we have to do everything possible to, to you know, show that we trust him and we're going to give him all the pieces he needs moving forward and you know investing in the o-line is the easiest and the easiest way to do that and you know we saw him twice last year in the concussion protocol and obviously you know you you don't want to see that happen to your franchise guys so you know patching up that o-line i think was the the biggest move and uh you know very uh another thing that is very almost out of the steelers philosophy where you know we're not used to being 
the big winners in free agency either. But, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, seeing them attack it was a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. So uh, just your initial thoughts on the Patrick Peterson Peterson signing. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's disappointing when you lose out on a guy like Cam Sutton. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I know, was kind of bummed about that. Yeah, especially a guy like that who, you know, the Steelers, as we've seen, haven't had the best success in drafting and developing defensive backs or cornerbacks more specifically. And for a guy like Cam Sutton, who, you know, very smart players, started out as like a sub-package guy, worked his way to, you know, the full-time slot guy and a full-time starter. And then, you know, to see him get paid, it kind of felt, you know, kind of a, a bummer that it wasn't the Steelers who were able to give him that money and keep him home. Yeah. But, you know, I think Patrick Peterson, you know, he's, he's definitely in the twilight of his career and, you know, his better days are probably behind him. But, you know, he, he didn't play yeah, that bad last season. And, you yeah. know, I think there's still value for him in this cornerback room where he's a he's a proven veteran voice, a proven veteran leadership. You know, you get a guy like Joey Porter Jr. in there, Corey Trice in there. And uh, these are this is a guy that they can rely on, uh, you know. So obviously, you know, the loss of Camp Sutton is a negative. But, you know, Patrick Peterson – uh, what actually most impressed me most about that signing maybe is just how fast he was signed after losing Cam Sutton. And it wasn't like, you know, the Steelers aren't really caught off guard. You know, they, they lose in one area and they're, okay, well, how can we fix this up? But I, I think Patrick Peterson, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he adds, you know, four interceptions or something just because he will be playing a lot. And, you know, I think the only question mark with him is just, kind of a scheme fit, you know, more of his own guy. Now he's coming into a man heavy man heavy scheme, but you know, I think that's something that he'll be able to handle. Definitely. Something that shocked me and Mike, and I know Mike agrees with this, was it was the Allen Robinson trade. I, I was that kind of came out of left field. Just kind of talk about um how you feel about that. And I I just, you know, we where we have so much depth at wide receiver, so I kind of you know gave it a thumbs down. I mean, I, I I know he helped me a lot in fantasy when he played for the Bears, so I hope that he can do the same thing on the Steelers. But I just don't really see where what role he fits in into the Steelers offense. So I just kind of wanted to shed some light on that. Yeah, I think uh, you know you have to view this trade almost realistically in the sense that yes, Allen Robinson is a big name. You know, he's a guy we've seen make the Pro Bowl before, have a thousand yard season, but uh, most likely he's just not that guy anymore either. But, you know, I think in, in the case of viewing this trade, if you look at it as, you know, they took a flyer on a guy who mm. could bounce back, could give them a big gear. They got him on a discount, didn't have to give up much, can play in the slot, which is, you know, an area of need for the team. They have Calvin Austin Jr. But again, he missed all of last season. It's hard to you know, rely on that guy. He's pretty much a rookie himself now coming into yeah. year two just because he missed on that uh, thing. But I think there's still a role for Allen Robinson. You know, he still got it done, even though he was banged up last year. When he was on the field, he showed he could still be a reliable red zone guy. Uh, you know, he's a big target. And that's one area where we kind of saw uh, Kenny Pickett maybe struggle a bit uh, last season. It's just when the field got narrower down in the red zone, you know, just getting the ball in the end zone to a wide receiver was a big struggle for him. So, you know, I think he could fill in there. Uh, you know, I, I think it's possible that, you know, maybe he, yeah, Allen Robinson does flame out and he's not the guy who the Steelers need him to be. But then again, you look back on it and what did they really give up for him? They got yeah. him on a, you know, on a discount rate. Definitely. So before I throw it back over to Mike, I think this is a really intriguing question, especially in Pittsburgh. Who will be the third string QB? I think that uh, that's just like 
again, there, there's a lot of million dollar questions right now in uh Steeler world. And I think that that's one of them because we see, as you said, you know, Kenny and protocol, you know, Mitch can be iffy at times. So who, who do you think gets that uh, third string QB slot? Any uh, random name? The, I don't know if I have a random name, but you know, uh, you know, I think Tanner Morgan there, the UDFA will have a chance to compete. I mean, Mason Rudolph is still a free agent. I'm pretty sure. Do you think there's any chance they they could bring him I, back? Do you I think mean, he I, wants I really, to come back? Like that's like one side. The Steelers uh, would have him back, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, a guy who he's a class act. I mean, I'll, I'll say that he he Mason is definitely a class act. I, yeah, I mean, you want to play? I get it. I mean, I mean, Nick Foles is another name I saw thrown around, but you know, I, again, just because we're so not used to the Steelers adding these high name guys, it's kind of hard yeah. to to see that, but. um you know, my guess is probably just as good as yours because. So, no, OK, just say, say it. you don't have to live or die by this, but it's it's September, whatever, September 6th, whatever the first game is. Uh, I don't know what the exact date is, um, but who's the Steelers third string quarterback going into the season? Um, hmm. Sorry, I put you on the spot. But <laughs> you're the stat guy, you know, you got to. Yeah, I don't know if the numbers are going to help me with this one, but uh, you know, just give me Mason Rudolph. Let's say he crawls nice. back. There you go. Wow. Shot in the dark. Maybe maybe yeah. a betting favorite. Call Duck Hodges. I'm on. I'm on line <laughs> yeah. one. He, he was just in <laughs> Pittsburgh. So line one with the duck. You know. <laughs> no, I, I obviously half kidding. Ben DiNucci does not make the Broncos. Yeah, ben DiNucci. Yeah. I'm really yeah. interested in in that potentially uh, happening. I think he'd be a really good fit for. Uh, you know, a, a guy that you hope doesn't play anyways. Um, yeah. Let's transition a little bit to the NFL schedule release, Daniel. You want to talk about just something that has become another national phenomenon. We don't know, right? We have no idea what how this is going to look. Uh, but obviously some really important, you know, travel dates on the Steelers schedule, heading to the West Coast again. If you had to just give us any predictions, you know, how many primetime games, who do you think they, they're getting in week one? We're putting you, uh, putting you on the spot, getting you in record again, on record again. What, any, any predictions at all for this schedule? Um, well, I would at least hope this year that the week one game is finally at home. Finally. You know, after, after, what is it, eight or nine in a row on the road, I think, you yeah. know, maybe the NFL could at least give them a break and give them one at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, that West, I, I think we'll probably see them around, if not five, definitely, I think four prime time games, just because, you know, the Steelers are just one of those teams where if they're on TV, people are going to watch, you know, even if they are, let's say not that I think they're going to be this like this, but even if they are three and 14 or something awful, like people will still tune in and watch mm. Steelers just because just of to the, yell the name alone. Yeah. Um, some games, let's see. Uh, the Patriots would be a good one for week one. I think that would be a good one. Uh, the return of Juju. Yeah, that would be. A I remember I, I always I always wonder what type of reception he would get. I mean, in a Patriots uniform, I, I have to. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's a, the same thing. Like, I still can't believe Kenny Pickett is the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I can't believe that Juju Smith is a wide receiver for the New England Patriots. But hey, life happens. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a tough sell, you know, seeing Juju in a, in a Patriots jersey. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I, well, I, I remember he was in Pittsburgh and he flicked off the he would took a picture with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember everyone sure was did. posting it when he yeah. signed with them. And, you know, I, I get it. You know, money it's talks. Just, it's, a, it's a business. 
If I was um, at the the twenty seventeen game there where he almost took it all the way at the end, and now you yeah. know, see him in the Patriots jersey, kind of crazy. Wow, definitely uh, that, that West Coast. You know, I think they got what a game in LA and a game on Seattle. Mm-hmm. Those games are always you know make you nervous. Well, as the as LA game supporting. will basically be like a home game from what I've seen in the yes. past. Yeah. True. So maybe this is the year also where the Steelers get over their, you know, their West Coast bad vibes whenever they go out there. Yeah. I'd like to see a little Steelers Niners in prime time. How cool would that be? Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Or yeah. even a Steelers uh, Packers, you know. Give me yeah. uh give me two historic You're franchises. looking for a nostalgic like a nostalgic game like, you know, taking it back. Yeah. We'll get Any you out of here. Historical franchise. Yeah, for sure. Daniel, just talk about the state of the AFC North a little bit. What do you think about Lamar Jackson? re-signing with the Ravens where are the Steelers kind of in the pecking order in your opinion uh, I think the Steelers are still in there like um, you know second third around there with the Baltimore Ravens now uh, I think what the Steelers uh, I think this is clearly probably one of the hardest divisions in football just because three teams have proven quarterbacks the Steelers have a quarterback on the rise uh, and just that alone you know but uh, I think what the, the advantage the Steelers have is again having a QB on the rookie contract able to you know, build a more balanced team around them. Whereas, you know, you see Lamar get this money now. Burrow's going to get his money soon. Um, Deshaun's on that crazy contract. Um, so, I, you know, I would put the Steelers right in there. I think Cincinnati is still the team to beat. And just until until they do get beat, you know, I think it's it's hard to move them off that, uh, that top spot. But I, I can definitely see the Steelers making a jump this year. I think the key thing for Pittsburgh would be you know, last year we saw Kenny Pickett and the Steelers get it done in the clutch. You know, if I think it was like four game-winning drives or something like that. I think the key thing now this year is to just not even be in a position where you need a game-winning drive to be able to sustain that for 60 minutes and, you know, play complete football games. And I think if they play complete football games, which on paper they have the team that should be able to do that, uh, you know, I can easily see them, you know, challenging for second, you know, a, a playoff spot. I think playoff spot has to be the – you know, the benchmark this year. Yeah, I would put the AFC North right below the AFC East, in my opinion, in terms of strongest divisions in the National Football League. He was not an elite linebacker. However, he is an elite stats guy. Football editor over at the score at stats guy. Daniel, there you can see it right there on your screen. Make sure you give him a follow. You're following him already. What am I even talking about? (laughs) Daniel, man, it's it's a pleasure to have you on. Can't wait to do it again, maybe sometime during the season. Uh, and everybody, you know, will be uh, falling for sure, man. Thank Thanks you. for having me. You got it. Go Steelers. Yeah, look at your – what jersey you have on today, by the way? You Jeffrey? No, Troy Polamalu. I had the third back. Uh, I was just feeling – I saw know. the three. That's why. I saw the three, yeah, and, I, this and is, I said – This is the authentic one, too. I dude, think he, I've had this since, like, this grade. I thought you pulled out yeah. the Jeff Reed on us uh, today. but No, yeah, that's, man. Only, that's only for the tailgates. <laughs> yeah, I just want to shout out Daniel once more. Uh, really good stuff. And I obviously want to encourage you guys to go back in that channel, like you said, and watch our latest episode with Nick Herbig. Really his first podcast appearance Nick. on any Pittsburgh. Uh, Great you know, guy, platform. too. Great guy. He, uh, he got emotional a little bit talking about how passionate he is about the game and how cool it is playing with and his he brother. Said, Dynamite about in small packages. I love. I know. I love that quote. This is gonna. I might be, he talked about Keanu Benton. What a, we might have to put that on a shirt. Might have to put that on a shirt. He talked about Keanu Benton too. Wisconsin teammate said he was shocked didn't get picked in the first round, which says a lot about uh, you know this draft class once more for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, 
Yeah, a good show is going to continue, obviously, on the way. Great guests, Jordan, and uh, and maybe some, some new jerseys from you as well. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that the Steelers schedule releases next week, so we'll be breaking it down. I think sure. last I think End of last, this week. Yeah, I think uh, last year we, we did the breakdown. I, I'd like to throw that in the garbage, just like my NCAA basketball bracket. But uh, this year, I think uh, I think we're going to do a little bit better. So keep the faith. Most definitely. Well, this has been another great episode of the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. I am Jay York Football. That's Miked Up Sports One. Make sure you subscribe on all our channels down there. It's like we got the you know bottom ticker. We're official. You're official. Thank you, Steeler Nation. We'll see you soon. Sammy. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.